0: this Godzam podcast. I am your host, Alexis L., and I am back this week with another podcast episode for you. (sighs) Okay, you guys. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody who listened to the Halloween special. I really enjoyed recording that. It's always such a good time when I have my sisters with me anyway. We laugh, we kiki, we crack up, we make jokes, we hoot and holler, we are a riot together. I love my sister, so shout out to them for coming out and being guest stars and co-hosts on that episode or whatever. Really enjoyed it. Um, and you guys kind of really enjoyed it too. Like I wasn't expecting a lot of people to be into the creepy Halloween stuff and then really be like interested in the spiritual stuff. You know, I mean <laughs> The truth is, you kind of just never know what people. So even talking to my sisters, we were kind of like, are people going to get it? Like, are people going to be really judgmental about our beliefs? And, you know, and it wasn't like a full-blown conversation, but we were kind of just like an unspoken truth, like an unspoken apprehensiveness was like in the air. Like, uh, I don't know. But with us, we're not afraid to speak our truth and just be who we are, but it was still kind of like, how is this going to be received? And it was received really well. Like you guys really enjoyed it. You even like hit me up and shared like some of your personal stories about like spiritual things that have happened to you or like unexplained things. And a lot of you guys believe in the afterlife, and that's kind of dope. And a lot of you guys are like, "Hell no, I'm not playing with no Ouija board." And I will feel you on that too. <laughs> so, but anyway, I really do appreciate you guys for tuning in, and not just to that episode, but my previous episode. And really, you know, accepting my podcast and lifting me up with trying this this new thing, and I really enjoy it. And I feel like it's something that I'm going to do for a very long time. I feel like I have longevity in this, and um, yeah. So I'm not going to take too much of your time up with that, but thank you. I appreciate you. Shout out to um, shout out to my mommy, who was um, who is a supporter. And um, a monetary supporter at that, y'all. She's she's. I'm on her monthly. She's she's doing monthly subscriptions. Like I'm Netflix, bitch. Okay. So shout out to my mommy. Love you, mommy. And my best friend Tanisha, who's also doing monthly subscriptions. So that really helps my podcast out. Um, I'm not touching that money. That money is staying right there. I'm gonna let it continue to grow, so I can get bigger and better equipment and really be able to invest a lot into the podcast for the future. Okay, so thank you guys so much. Once again, I appreciate you guys and let's get into this episode. So you guys, this is an episode that I've been wanting to record for a very long time. Actually, I wanted to record this episode First, this is one of the very first episodes I wanted to record because I'm like, what better way to kick it off than with an episode about relationships and being a millennial and dating now versus like dating 20, 30 years ago? You know, granted, I wasn't alive 30 years ago. Well, shit, it's about to, almost about to be huh? 27. I don't want to talk about it because I'm getting old and the shit is just coming up so damn rapidly. And I don't know what happened. I was just a senior in high school. What the hell? Next year is our 10 year anniversary. Shit is coming up too soon. But Anyway, um, versus dating, you know, being an adult 20, 30 years ago and dating and being on the scene. Like, what's the difference? What's going on? What's happening in our day and age? That is just so damn different from when our parents were courting and dating and you know what I'm saying. So I wanted to do this first, but then it just wasn't the right time. And I'm like, I want to do it. I just want to make sure it's the right time. Like I just want to do it. And and right now is the perfect time. Like, I, I did a vote on my Instagram if people wanted to see this or not see, but listen to this episode or for me to record this episode. Versus a millennial single parenting episode in this episode one. But however, I'm still going to do the single parenting episode. So, this, this, the, the, pretty much the voting was to see which one I was gonna do first. So, you guys wanted me to do this one first and then do the single parenting episode second. So, my next episode will be about being a millennial and being a single parent while being a millennial. And, the things that happened with that and how that went wrong and and how you feel and and all of that, all of that. And I think it's going to be a really good episode too. But anyway, this episode is about, and as you know, you you can read the title, but millennials dating for longevity. Dating for longevity. And longevity is a word that I don't feel like even freaking matters, like, in our day and age, like, I don't know, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, because it's a lot of us out here who are like, what you, what you talking about, like, we want to get married, we want to have children, we want to, we don't want to have baby mamas and baby daddies, like, we want to be with somebody for the long haul, a lot of us have grandparents who are still together, 50, 60 years, a lot of us have parents who are still together, and it's just like, well, what's going on with us where we can't find that longevity, and be with somebody and, you know, love them through all of these different things. And I kind of want to dive into that. But I do want to first play a recording that I got from a supporter of mine, somebody who's been pushing me to start the podcast, who also happens to be my cousin. So I'm going to play that recording. And we're going to use that as an icebreaker, as a starter, as a kicker offer as a, we just going to get this shit popping with that question. So here we go. Okay. So there's a few things I think you can talk about, but a few that I, two that I've been thinking about is one, how they say millennial females are afraid of making more than their man or snippet other or whatever, which is false, inaccurate, void, but why they think that. And then going along with that point, Why they say millennial females who have more degrees, whether it's beyond a bachelor's, master's, doctorate, whatever, is more likely to end up alone. Like, where are the real men at? Why are we alone? And why do they think we're afraid of being successful women? Because we can be just as great and just as successful as men and still have a happy relationship. (laughs) Oh, That's such a juicy topic, juicy questions. Oh, my God. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you, cousin. I love you. Um, Yes, I'm down for the. Okay, so let's dive into it. Let's get into it. Hold on because, see, I had to make sure that I wrote the questions down so that I got to each point because I'm not trying to be like, You know, those people where you text them a whole paragraph and they only respond to the first part. No bitch, I want to get I want to I want to make sure I'm touching every part of the question. So the first question was of her question, what the first part of her question was um I guess how society feels that millennial women are afraid and okay, so wait, before we even get in there. I know a lot, there's a lot of people who are very, who are sticklers on the term women versus females. My cousin used the word females. I don't get offended by it. I, I mean, I just don't. I'm just not one of those people that get that gets offended by every little thing that appears to be misogynistic. And I'm just not one of those people. And I'm not saying that it's, you're not, you know, I'm not trying to invalidate anybody else who may get offended by that word. So a lot of people I do know, and you, you know how people are. You guys know. We are all on social media. They don't like to use, the, or a lot of women don't like for men to use the word females when describing women because it, it comes off as just very misogynistic. And it's just like, no, like, we're, we're women. Like, we're strong. We're women. We're this, we're that, whatever. And for me, I'm just like, I get that. I, get, I can kind of get how the, the term females, like, you females. Females, this, females, that. I can kind of see how it's a little misogynistic, a little condescending, a little patronizing. Like, I, I, I get it. I see it. But just for me personally, I'm just, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. So, um, but for the purpose of those people who do feel like that term is, you know, it gets under their skin a little bit, I'm going to change it to women. So, my cousin asked. She said. Why does society feel that millennial women are afraid of making more money than men? Personally, I don't feel that way. Like, I don't know why so- society is bullshit, for one. Society don't know what the fuck they talking about half the time. They some they, It's bullshit. They're trying to get you to feel bad about yourself. They're trying to get you to feel like you're less than. They're trying to get you to fucking kill yourself. A lot of this shit in society, the messages and the undertones, that's some it's some depressing ass shit. Like, bitch, if I if I'm seeing somebody else who may look prettier than me, thinner than me, you're making me feel like shit about myself. And that's what society does. It makes you feel like shit about yourself. So I'm not gonna even have society's views on people and relationships and that be the you know, the center point or the end-all be-all of what shit is. But if we're going to talk about society and comparing how I feel versus that, I feel like the only reason why society is making it seem like millennial women are afraid of making more money than men is because they want to make us out to seem like we are some motherfucking men hating ass tiptoeing around. I don't know. Like, I can't even explain it. Like, I just I don't know, and I don't, I just personally don't feel, I don't feel that way, like, I'm not afraid of making more money than my man, it's, it's not true, like you said, it's false, like my cousin said, it's false, it's, it's just not true, like, I'm not afraid of making more money than my man, and I don't want society to make me feel like I should be, I should feel some type of way, because I make more money than my man, or, you know what I'm saying, I don't want my man Wherever he's at, hurry the fuck up. I don't want him to feel like or feel less than because he's with a woman that makes more money than him. Like, what are you even talking about? If you have somebody who makes more money than you and you're doing what you need to do and we come together and supposed to be a unit and supposed to be a family and, you know... And I don't know how everybody else's family runs, but I know for me, when I get married and I have children, it's going to be a 50-50 household. So if we're coming together and we're doing things together for our children, for our household, for our livelihood, for our financial stability, who, I don't care. I don't care if you make more than me. I don't care if I make more than you. And I feel like you shouldn't do that either because we're coming together and we're doing things with each other and for each other and for the benefit of our children and our livelihoods together. So, I don't I don't know. That's that narrative that women are millennial women are afraid of sorry guys, got a text, that millennial women are afraid of making more money than men. Bullshit. I none of the girls that I know, none of the women that I know are like, "Oh man, I just don't want to make more money than my man." And you know what? I do know a few, I, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm going to take, I'm going to rescind that statement because I do know a few who have said things like that and they're, they're totally entitled to their feelings. But I think that feeling that way for a lot of women is deep rooted in the fact that they feel like a man is supposed to take care of them. A man is supposed to you know, they, they're used to the traditional lifestyle. A man, a man comes into the household. A man takes care of the household. A man does this. A man does that. And I think that's very, it's understandable because I am I get that. I get it. You, if you grew up that way and you just feel like a man's supposed to come in, step in, take care, be the king of the household, take care of everything. You do the things like the cooking, the cleaning, take care of the kids. I don't necessarily agree with that personally, but I get why some people may feel that way. Okay, cool. Boom. Got that. But I feel like that thought process is deeply rooted in the fact that men are supposed to come in, take care of the family, take care of the household, hold it down, be strong, be this. And I think that's very detrimental. That's a detrimental way of thinking because that puts a lot of pressure on a man who is also a human. He also goes through things. He feels things. He gets tired. He's, he gets emotional. He gets weighed down and burdened. And I don't think it's fair. I just don't think I just don't think it's fair to put all that weight off on a man. and I don't also don't think it's fair to strip him of his manhood or make him seem lesser than if he doesn't want to come into the household and be the sole provider. You know what I'm saying? like, I don't know. I know I'm, I may get a lot of backlash for that, but I just don't feel like it's fair to put all that pressure on men. and then, when it's time to be intimate and it's time to be softer and you want them to, you know, to to show a more emotional side and a more vulnerable side and they don't, now you're pissed off and like, well, you know, I need you to be a little more, a little more gentle with me. I need you to be a, show a little more of a, a a vulnerable side and be this and be that. And it's like, well, damn, how he supposed to do that when all he know is work, work, work give 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 take care take care take care and nobody is pouring into his cup he's pouring out so much into you into the family into the kids into the relationship but nobody's pouring back into him so i think it's important that we also think about the stipulations and the roles we put on men too and how that affects their mental health i don't think men get enough get enough uh recognition when it comes to having mental health issues, and not being okay. I just don't think they do. I don't think, and I don't think it's fair. So millennial women afraid of making more money than men. I know some who who may not want to, who may feel like, eh, that's not my cup of tea. I want my man to come in and do this and do that in the third. I get that. And if that's your cup of tea, Baby, drink it. I don't give a fuck. But what I do know is that if that is your way of thinking, you have to make sure you put way more effort, way more effort and way more attention into that man's mental health because him being the sole breadwinner and doing all this and doing all that and making sure this is that and making sure that is that, that will take a toll on his mental health. Imagine if it was you and you were coming into the situation and you had to take care of everything in the household and it was your responsibility to do X, Y, and Z and da-da-da-da-da imagine how you would feel overwhelmed cuz at the end of the day we're all human gender roles gender roles aside so you know what i'm saying i don't know i don't i don't know honey but what i do know is that i don't fuck with that idea i don't think it's necessary like for me to be in a relationship like i it's not like i would go into a relationship and be like oh hell no how much you make you make 36000 bitch. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That ain't it. That ain't it for me. If he's taking care of his business, his bills pay, he has goals, he has, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a he's a good person at heart. He's kind. And all the other things that I feel like a man would have to be for me to be interested, I'm just not, I'm not interested in knowing if he makes more than me or not or I just want to know that you got your shit. With what you do have, is your shit straight? With what you do make, are you on the up and up? With what you do have, are you paying the bills on time or are you late? Because if you're late, then you may want to look for another job that pay you a little bit more. Because, listen, it's, it's real out here. You can't just be late all willy nilly because that affects the credit score. And baby, if we're gonna be together, if we're gonna be together we have to make sure we, we're, we're fiscally responsible. I'm not saying you got to have it all together and 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 be this this giant money maker and be on top of the game, but at this age and at this time and stage in our life, we have to be fiscally responsible. So, if you're not making more money than me, that's fine. But with what you are making, how are you taking care of yourself and how are you managing what you have is it working for you are you struggling things like that that and i feel like people don't ask those questions enough it's just about the money and then that's it but you, are you asking about the effects of the money are you struggling how are you mentally like is it is it too is adulting just getting too much to fucking bear because sometimes i get that <laughs> like i get that shit so that question I think is total bullshit too, like, bitch, whatever. Is he taking care of himself? Is he is he is he clean? Hell, he got clean drawers on? Is he a good person? Is he nice? I mean, does he have demons? What is going on? Because at the end of the day, that money shit is important, but it's it's not all that. It's it's not all that. It's not all that. Cause you at the end of the day you can get with a millionaire and that bitch be abusive demonic, evil, say shit to you to hurt your feelings purposely, listen, whatever, but we're going to move on. So the next question was, um, millennial women who have had more degrees are more likely to end up alone. That's what society is saying. So society is saying millennial women who have more degrees are more likely to end up alone. That's also deeply rooted in misogyny. (laughs) also that's also deeply rooted in misogyny because when you think about it society doesn't want women does not want women to be as to be educated or more educated than men society does not feel that women make good leaders society does not feel that we are capable of doing anything because women are too emotional we base everything off of emotions and x y and z and blah 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 and it's like but what do y'all do when men, get, when men get into these, in these positions of power and what do you think they're doing? They're just acting off of what? Every, people have emotions. Everything that you do is based off of an emotion. So I never understood that. I never understood that. When you decide to laugh, that's based off of an emotion. When you decide to get up and wash your ass, that's based off of an emotion. You feel... That your ass is funky, so you get in the shower. Everything that we do is based off of an emotion. So I never understood when people said that women couldn't be couldn't be good leaders because we're too emotional, and whatever. But that's beside the point. But I feel like society thinking that millennial women who have more degrees are more likely to more likely to end up alone. Definitely feel like that's deeply rooted in misogyny. It's clear as day. Um, I I don't I don't know, like. You, and my cousin said, where are the good men at? Where are the men that's going to stand up? And it's a lot of them out here. It's a lot of them out here. It's a lot of good men out here. I don't want to be that person that's going to be like, girl, I don't know. Shit, they not. It's a lot of them out here. But you got <laughs> to look. You got to look. You got to get out. And that's me more so talking to myself because I'm a homebody. And it's like. I'm always talking about, where am I find my man? Like, I want a good man. I want a husband. Where am I going to find my good man at? And it's like, bitch, when you leave the fucking house, you may be able to find them. So we have to set ourselves up as well to meet good people and put ourselves in situations where we will be around good company and meet good people. Um, but, yeah, that I, I feel like that's a false narrative as well. Millennial women who have more degrees are more. I keep reading it like, what, like, and I know there's people in society who feel that way. Like we're more likely to end up alone because what? We there's nothing else a man can bring to the table. What what you feel like we're know-it-alls, or we 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 just we're too smart, so there's nothing else. Is there so the question that I have is is there a level of of um ignorance that a women that a woman needs to have in order to be lovable? And that, oh, that's girl. Am I not speaking to y'all today? I'm speaking to y'all today, honey. So, is there a level of ignorance that a woman needs to have in order to be the perfect woman for a man? For or for as you know, for what society feels relationships are? Does is there a level of ignorance of does a, does intellect have to be suppressed in some manner in order to be the perfect spouse as a woman? And I feel like yeah. I feel like there's a certain level of stupidity that society wants us to keep so that we can remain, you know, just oblivious and head in the cloud and what our heads in the clouds is some of the fuck shit that these niggas do. And that ain't gonna fly with me. So I can see why a woman, a woman with a lot of degrees and, and very self-sufficient and I can see how that may be a little intimidating to a man who has not found himself yet or who feels like his power is deeply rooted in how much control he can have over a woman's mind because once you have once you're educated you're emancipated your mind is is free you're you're emancipated nobody has power over you once you learn something you can't unlearn it so I do feel like There are a lot of men out here who feel like their power is deeply rooted in how much control they can have over a woman's mind. And the more degrees she has, obviously, the more free her mind is and the more she's not settling for no bullshit. But I don't want to limit that to the fact that you have to have degrees to have that mindset. There's plenty of women out here who graduated high school and are still boss bitches. There's plenty of women who haven't graduated high school, who have GEDs, boss bitches. So... You know what I'm saying? And I use the word bitch as endearment, so please don't get offended. But, you know what I'm saying? You get the point. So, but I do. I do. Sometimes I do kind of feel like, you know, society may feel that way. Is it true? No. No, it's not true. Everybody, this is the thing. This is the thing. Everybody wants love, y'all. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants love. Everybody wants to find that one person who they can be their self with and let their hair down and and just be with and, and love and grow old with. Everybody wants love. Every single human being on this earth desires a human connection with another person or several people. I ain't judging, but that's just, that's just the human reality. So all these stipulations and all this, if she has this, she's harder to love because this, all of it's bullshit. Either you are ready to be that man that that woman needs you to be, or you're not. Either you're ready to be that woman that that man needs you to be, or you're not. thats It's that fucking simple. It's that simple. It's just that simple. And... I want to go into something else because I want to talk about myself, which I know I love to do. I love to get on myself and roast myself, honey, because I want to talk about the kind of person I've been in the past. I've been the kind of person in the past that has felt that my happiness, and I'm going to sip my wine because I'm, I'm drinking me some some German Riesling, honey. Some German Riesling. What you know about that, bitch? Hold on. Ooh. That's so good. Oh, I love me some good old Riesling, especially a, a good old German Riesling. But anyway, I've been that person in the past that has, ooh, what was that? I don't know. But anyway, who has looked for happiness within somebody else. Like, if you're not doing what I said that you need to do to make me happy, you don't love me type of person a that's toxic b bitch that's toxic and c bitch where the fuck you get that shit from that's toxic as fuck that's a toxic way to think it's a toxic way to think you cannot and i learned this this is something that that i that i kind of was learning on my own but it really solidified it when i was watching a video that um, Will and Jada made, and it was about if you don't come to the table with happiness, if you're not 100% happy with yourself, don't come to the relationship as a half a person, come to the relationship as a whole individual, you have to be a whole person first when you come to that relationship, find happiness within yourself so that the other person that you end up with contributes to your happiness. Because once you put that responsibility on that other person to be your sole source of happiness, that puts strain on the relationship, and boom, it's done. It's not going to work. It's not going to last. Everybody's unhappy. And I was coming to grips with that on my own. But when I heard Will and Jada had that conversation, I was like, God damn, if if this message didn't come on time, and it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense that you have to have your own happiness. You have to have your own stability. You have to know exactly who the fuck you are. You have to know exactly what you don't take and what you do take and what's acceptable and and what's, what's just a part of growing pains and what's just ultimately not okay. You have to be able to decipher those things and you have to have discernment when you go into relationships. If your discernment is dead, if your soul in the clouds and you're just so in love that your discernment Goes out the window, your gut feelings go out the window, your care for yourself goes out the window, your esteem for yourself, you're just so head over heels with this other person. That's not okay. It's not right and it's toxic. And you need to remove yourself from that situation and reel yourself back in and get yourself where you need to be so you can be a good contributor to the relationship, to be a good partner. Because you're, it's always going to end in shit if you're going into it expecting that other person to be your everything. And like I said, I like to read myself for filth. So this is me reading myself for filth of who I've been in the past. I'm not the same person now because I've obviously I've grown up. I'm a grown woman. I know what the fuck I like, what I don't like, what I'm not taking. I'm going to curse your ass the fuck out. If I told you I don't like that and you continue to do that same fuck shit, I'm going to curse your ass out and say, "So you playing with me. But see, I wasn't always that person. I always wasn't that strong. I always was just like, well, it's not that serious. It, you know, I'll, I'll brush it under the table. It's not that serious. It, he'll, he'll do this. He'll get back right. Or we can argue and I can, and I can block you and curse you out and then unblock you and then we'll be back cool. No, that's not okay. That's a toxic way of, of relating or being in a relationship or being in a situation or whatever it is that you're in. And it's not good and it's not okay. Um, that was just me and I see that more so with, I don't, I don't want to say this because I don't want to make it sound, I see that, okay, well it is what it is, no, this podcast is supposed to be real, we're supposed to be unpacking millennial baggage, like I like to claim that this podcast was created for because it was. I created this podcast with the full intent of unpacking millennial baggage and getting down to the root of shit. And being that I am a black woman, I see a lot of this happening with black women. Black women will do anything and everything to keep their man. Including looking stupid. And I just don't think it's okay. And I don't think it's fair to us because we're so beautiful and we're so magical and we're so capable of all these beautiful and wonderful and Contributive... Con- contributative? Contributive? What did I just say? Contributive things <laughs> in society. We're so capable. We're just so capable. And that's the word that I always use when it comes to black women. We can do any fucking thing we put our minds to. Anything. What's that girl's name? That's uh, um, She runs track. She, she uh, represents USA. Had a baby. Got dropped by Nike because she got pregnant came back and like beat and kicked everybody's fucking ass, like ran her ass off. She had just, she was. I mean, she's what? She was like three months postpartum or some shit. I don't know. But came back, kicked everybody else's ass, kicked Usain Bolt's ass, like beat his record. And I'm just like, black women are so strong and so powerful. And it breaks my heart to see women, one, still, grown ass women, still not being transparent with themselves, still not valuing themselves, Still doing stupid shit to get the attention of niggas who don't give a fuck about themselves. So why are you trying to, and I always say this, if y'all follow me on Instagram, this is my one thing I always say. Stop putting your freedom and stop putting your self-worth in the hands of another motherfucker. Stop. Why do y'all do that? Why are y'all putting y'all self-worth in the hands of a nigga who don't even value himself? Why? Why do y'all do that? Why do y'all think that this man is capable of having the, just the ultimate frame of reference of how things should really be when he not even fucking with himself like that, when his shit not even on the up and up? So stop breaking your neck. Stop bending backwards for these people who not even instilling in themselves and valuing themselves enough to elevate themselves mentally, financially, and all the other things. And it breaks my heart to see black women still doing that and acting a fool and fighting and bitch, da 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 with other women. Like, what are y'all doing? Why? Why are y'all doing this? And if a man wants you, he's going to let you know that he wants you. If he doesn't want you, then you know. You know. You know what it is. So stop trying to make these men be in love with y'all. And it's not about who got the best coochie and because da, 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 at the end of the day, if we gonna keep it a buck, listen. I'm sorry if you're a young listener. or I'm sorry if you're an older listener, and and this may hurt your ears a little bit. So I'm the listen. This is a disclaimer. Coochie is coochie, y'all. Coochie is coochie. If it's dry, you can put some 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 lube on it. Boom, there you go. If it's wet, even better. But coochie is coochie. I'm tired of these bitches being like. Well, I- he ain't going nowhere because this stuff isn't fine. This stuff ain't nobody going to do it. Like, he can find somebody else to do it like that. Just like you can find somebody else to do it like how he doing it. it so to to limit yourself and to limit to your worth to how good your stuff is, it's dumb. Really, if you're really going to dissect some shit, dissect what the fuck is going on in your mind and why shit not working with with. with with your man and with your woman. What's going on mentally, that's that's not there. What's going on spiritually, emotionally, that's not there. Because that whole, my stuff, he ain't going nowhere. It's dumb and it's stupid because at the end of the day, it'd be the main people talking about their stuff is this, that, and the third who get cheated on with the person who who look like regular dagula. So it must be something else, and it usually is. So, you know, and... I know I went on a rampage, but y'all know what I'm talking about and it makes sense. So boom, there we go. And I kinda wanna go in to um I think that's that's a good a good segue into what I've allowed to happen in my relationships. So obviously I'm not gonna call anybody out or Cause that's stupid, it's dumb, is it's over with, and I'm just not that petty. <laughs> I just I'm not. I'm not gonna put nobody's name out there on blast or whatever. But I've been in relationships and situationships where I've allowed people to make me feel as though if they weren't the ones giving me attention, then I wasn't gonna have it. Or I wasn't going to, almost like you're not going to find nobody better than me type of thing. And I was young, so I was so impressionable and so like, I know I'm capable of being a good woman to this person. I got to prove to him that I'm this, I'm that. That was a horrible and detrimental and and terrible way of thinking about myself. Like, bitch, you don't got to prove yourself to nobody. You know who you are you know what you bring to the table and you know who you naturally are. Your natural, beautiful, feminine essence and aura exudes off of you. You exude sexiness, girl. You're a woman. You're a black woman. You exude sexiness. So you don't have to force it and and force him to see that because if you do, then that means he's not interested. Okay? There's your message for the day. If you got to do all of that, you're a woman. You're natural. Men are natural pursuers, if they see something that they like, they're going to go for it. It's in their nature. It's innate. It's in their nature to do that. So if you're with somebody and you find yourself having to tell him all the time how to treat you or having to um, have arguments where you know you're making perfect sense and he's just like, I mean, I don't really see your point. Or you sending paragraphs and shit, bitch, and he's sending back one word one word replies Okay. Or he replying back to one part of the text. You don't need that in your life. You don't need it because he gets what you're saying. These men don't be dumb. They they stupid, but they don't be dumb. (laughs) They stupid, but they don't be dumb. They be getting exactly what you're saying. They're not interested, sis. So don't make yourself feel stupid any longer. Get out the situation. Don't make, don't let this person make you feel like, you know what I'm saying? That you are crazy or out of your mind for feeling how you're feeling, you know exactly how you're feeling is valid. And and half the time, they know that you're valid too, but they just don't want you to call them out on their bullshit. And that's the real tea. And I've been that person in my past where I've allowed men who weren't doing shit for themselves, who weren't doing shit for me, or, or or, or you know, allowing them to make me feel like I was less than, But, Like I like to do, I like to read myself, I'm going to be honest with myself, I have to also admit that I was looking for happiness from other people because I didn't have it with them myself, and that's where I fucked up. Now, don't get me wrong, they was fucked up too because they knew that I was all in and I and got my nose wide open and you're leading me on and all types of shit, but you're really not interested all like that. You just want me in your corner for when you want me in your corner. But when it's time to reciprocate and, it's time, and I want you to do certain things, you don't want to do it because you're not that interested. So don't get me wrong, they was fucked up too. But where I was fucked up is that I put all my energy into making sure I was getting um, reciprocation and and, uh, reciprocity, and that's where I fucked up, because you have to find, like I said, you have to find happiness within yourself, that's how you're going to have longevity in relationships, coming into it with happiness, coming into it knowing where you stand, knowing who you are, knowing what you're not going to take for, knowing your worth, knowing your worth, and that's how you're going to get that longevity that you need, and that's what I know now, so I know people are like, well, she knows so much shit, but she's still single. But that's because I'm waiting on the person that I know will get this shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't wanna have to sit down and explain this shit and and, and like I like I've had to do in the past and be like, well, why don't you get that? Da, da 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 I wanna go into a relationship with somebody where they know what I'm saying. Like they feel me on a level that's just like, you feel me? Like you feel you really feel me. Like. I don't have to go too deep about it because you just get it. and You understand it and you know it makes sense. You know I'm making sense and you know shit out here is fucked up. And that's the kind of person I want to date and I haven't met that person yet. And I'm okay with that because I don't want to be who I've been in the past where I rush into shit because I just, I'm just so eager to have somebody and then shit goes to the wayside because I didn't wait on God and I didn't wait on the universe to guide my steps and to lead me to that person, I'm just so I'm taking everything into my own hands. I don't want to be that person no more. I want to do my part, play my part, make sure I'm the person that I need to be, make sure that I'm a whole person and a whole being and a happy person and a, uh, you know, a good person to society. And I'm contributing good things before I'm in a union with anybody else. And for me, that's okay. I'm good with that. Knowing that that's my goal and that's where I'm at in life is 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 healthy for me, and I'm good with that. So that's where I am. And just going back, I'm I'm just kinda gonna wrap this episode up because I know y'all know I can talk, baby. I can talk, 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 talk. But I don't I didn't wanna make this episode too long because I did want to allow people to um go to the link, go to the voicemail link and give me some of their thoughts so I can maybe do a part two or maybe expand on it a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, I didn't wanna Make it too long, but I did want to bring this up because if I don't bring this up, it's going to eat me alive. And um, hold on, let me burp real quick. Excuse me. Did you guys hear that? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I want to bring this up because this is something that happened this week. And I don't I'm this podcast is not a current events podcast. This is not a tea podcast. This is not a getting into um getting into, you know, what's going on. So the bullshit that's going on, like Kearney, I just I don't know. I just I'm not a T that wasn't my goal. My, I'm not a T podcast. But I had to say this because it kind of fit right hand in hand with what we're talking about and dating for longevity and kind of the theme of like misogyny and bullshit and shit. Okay. So I know you motherfuckers heard about T.I. Tim Harris. And, um, what he had to say about his daughter and bringing his daughter to the gynecologist, gynecologist, if you haven't heard, then pretty much he made a statement on a podcast. And I think the podcast is called two sisters or something like that. He, it wasn't his podcast. He had made a guest appearance on somebody else's podcast or a group of black women's podcast and, um, made a statement that, you know, he goes with his daughter to the gynecologist to make sure that her hymen is still intact. <laughs> now, as you can see, and if you have any level of intellectual ability, you know that niggas was in an uproar. Niggas was like, what the fuck? Why? Rightfully so, because for one, what the fuck? That's weird. And for two, she's 18 years old. Her, his daughter, Deja, I think her name is Deja. She's 18 years old. She's grown. She's in college and everything. And he's still making sure that every year he's going to these appointments and making sure that her hymen is still intact, which he relates to being a virgin. Now, let me just say this. If you don't know what a hymen is, it's also known in the hood, in the ghetto, in the streets, in in the urban dictionary as a cherry, getting your cherry pop. So I want to let this be known. Your hymen can get broken for many things. If you're active, if you're in sports, if you ride horses, bitch, if you slip on a goddamn banana peel and bust into a James Brown split, your hymen can break, okay? So it has nothing to do with virginity or lack thereof. So I don't know where the misconception for somebody who's so – highly intellectual and expeditiously and all this shit for somebody who's so damn profound and his thoughts and, and so damn forward in his way of thinking so progressive i don't understand how the the health education part on hymen i don't understand how that skipped over him but okay cool whatever he believed that even yet and so yet and still he believes that the hymen is directly correlated to virginity for his daughter. Okay, even even if you do believe that, why do you feel so entitled to, to her vagina and to her personal gynecologist appointments to the point where he's making her sign waivers in front of the doctor that's like, yeah, no matter what the results are, we're going to disclose this information to your dad and making her sign that, like brainwashing her into signing that shit to where the doctor is telling him, all of her results, and what really fucked me up was when on the podcast he had a nerve to say the doctor actually informed him on hymens and how it's not correlated with virginity and how you know they could it could it can break riding horses, being active, being in sports or whatever. And he had the nerve to say, "Yeah, well, doc, she don't ride no horses." But well, this is just you know this is just like paraphrasing. But he was like, "She don't ride no horses. She's not active." Da, da, da. So go ahead and give me my results. Bitch, I was heated at the word, my results. The misogyny of it all. My results. But what really pisses me off is that you already know, we already know that the conversation went completely different. The sex talk went completely different with his sons. We know that. We know, it. We, we know that when he had this these talks with his sons about sex and virginity and all that stuff, we know that it went completely different. But being that you have a daughter who is also human, who is also a young adult, who will have sexual urges, who will eventually have sex, being that you have this daughter, you feel like you just need to be so protective over her virginity to the point where it's a little creepy and a little bit weird. Because, bitch, at 18, if you're still expecting, and, and, and I'm not saying that you can't be a virgin at 18, but what I'm saying is, she's in adulthood now. So how long do you expect, since we're thinking the hymen is, is directly correlated with virginity, how long do you expect for her hymen to be intact? And one day, when you take your bitch ass up to that gynecologist with your embarrassed-ass daughter, because I know she's embarrassed, when you take her ass up to that gynecologist and she open her legs for that doctor, and he look and say, oh shit, now that hymen unbroke. broke. You been riding horses? No, doc, I have been riding <laughs> When that day come, what you gonna say? What you gonna say to y'all? So what's so? So my main thing is, what's the end goal of this? By you going with her, taking your creepy ass to the gone with gynecologist with her every year. What what's the end goal? Just to make sure her hymen's intact, but when it's not, because you know it's it, one day it's gonna come, where. For one, virginity virginity is a social construct anyway. Because if you can't determine it by hymen breaking, there's no way you can determine it. It's just a, a social construct. There's no way you can know whether somebody's a, vir- a virgin or not. It's just no way. But like I said, for the point of this point, if you're going by the hymen, if the hy- one day when you go on that bitch and the hymen is broken, what you gonna say to her? Because she's 18, y'all. You already he already admitted that. They had the sex talk and everything, but he still goes with her to the gynecologist. So if y'all had the sex talk and you trust your parenting skills, why are you still going with this young woman to the gynecologist and asking her doctor for her results? What do you, what are you, what's the end goal? Because I'm end goal based. I'm an end goal oriented ass bitch. I need to know why something is happening. So what are you trying to do? Are you trying to prevent something? Because at the end of the day, she's still in school and it's still her coochie. At the end of the day, whether her hymen is broken or not, she could still be giving oral sex. She could still be getting oral sex. She could still be getting penetrated with fingers. Uh, she could be having anal sex. There's plenty of other things this girl could be doing where you wouldn't know. So I'm trying to figure out what is the end goal. And I don't think there is an end goal. It's just the control factor. It's the control factor. And it's weird to me. And what I really think is that he's so concerned with his daughter's virginity and his daughter's you know hymen breaking and and her coochie, well her with well her coochie popping because he knows what kind of nigga he's been in the past and he knows what kind of nigga that she's gonna run into and he don't want his karma to come for his kids. Now that's the T. He don't want his karma and the things that he's done to his wife and I'm pretty sure his ex, his, his baby mamas or whoever. He don't want that same karma to come back for his daughter. So that's why he got the reins held so tight when it come to her. Because he's like, I know how these niggas are. Because I am one of these niggas, baby. I'm one of these niggas, baby. And I know how we can get. So I got to make sure I protect your virginity at all costs. But when we get out of here, I'm still going to go fuck with another bitch and, and cheat on my wife. But Because I, I, this is how I am. This is how these niggas are. Niggas are like this. But I got to make sure that none of these niggas like me end up with you because I just can't have my karma coming back on my kids. But, baby, that's how karma does. Karma does that. Karma will come for your kids sometimes, and I think that's what he's afraid of, so that's why he's holding them reins so tight. And it's bullshit. It's bullshit because all you got to do is straighten up your act. Be a good man. Lead by example. Be a good man. Be a faithful man to your wife. My thing is, I have a very present father in my life. And I said this on my Instagram. I have a very present father. My father, my biological father, who was married to my mother, he's a good man, good father, always been in my life, always has taken care of me and my sisters. Never once has he shown any interest in my, where my vagina has been, any interest in my gynecologist appointments, because he trusts his parenting and he trusts the man that he is and the man that he's been. And he knows that when the time is right, I'm going to attract somebody just as good as my father because I know what to look for. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So it's T.I.'s guilt that has him still going to the gynecologist with his daughter. And that's what the fuck I said. I ain't taking it back because it is what it is, and I feel like it's the 100% truth. It's your guilt. It's the fact that you know that you have been an shit nigga and you don't want karma coming for your kids. That's why, coming for your daughter specifically, that's why you got the reins held so tight. How y'all feel about that? Because I'm ending on that note. I'm ending on that note. And the message, the main takeaway that I want to, for everybody to take away from this podcast, whether you're a man or a woman, for me, I'm a woman, so a majority of these things are coming from a woman's standpoint. But whether you're a man or a woman, I do want you to know that you need to find your happiness within yourself first. Come to the relationship as a whole individual. Don't look for your happiness and validity in, in being validated in somebody else. Validate your goddamn self. Know that you are this shit, that you are talented. Nurture your talent. Nurture your gifts. Make sure that you write your goals out. Handwrite your goals. Sometimes you gotta take that pen and paper out. Get off that iPhone and shit and take that pen and paper out and handwrite your goals. Write them bitches down. Know where you wanna be as an individual and know what you're going to bring to the table when you finally do meet that person that you wanna be with or when you just decide to date in general. Know what it is that you want, what you're gonna, what you take, what you're not gonna take, and come to it as a whole person, a level-headed person, and come to it as a kind person. And I think being kind is really important being kind and, le- and, and and keeping your guard down, and also what my podcast is mainly built on, being transparent with yourself and knowing that you haven't always been the perfect person. So don't expect perfection from other people when you haven't always been the perfect person. Give some leeway here and there. I'm not saying be a dumbass, stupid ass bitch like I used to be and like a lot of us used to be, but I'm saying do understand that and be able to have discernment and decipher between somebody just being not shit and somebody genuinely trying and and just it just being a product of them not being perfect because nobody's perfect. So be able to decipher that when somebody's not perfect and when somebody just truly ain't shit. And that's the takeaway I want to leave you guys with today. And I appreciate y'all so much, like I said, for listening to my podcast and su- just supporting me. And I know I talk fast. Sometimes I get to stuttering. Sometimes I get to choking on my own damn spit because I get so excited about these topics. But that's just who I am. So I'm not going to take it out. I'm not going to edit it. I'm not going to do nothing. I just hope you accept me for who I am because I am 100% happy and okay with myself. And that's the 100% transparent ass truth. I know nobody brings to the table what I bring to the table. I know that there's only one Alexis Ledbetter and that bitch is the truth. She fire. I like her. I like her. I like that bitch. She a cool ass bitch. I like her. And I want you all to like yourself so that when you go into that shit, fucking love yourself. But when you go into some new shit, you know exactly what it is that you're bringing and what you taking and what you're not going to take. And that's period. So thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. When I put this out, please share. Please give me feedback. Please make sure to leave me some voicemails, y'all. Please leave me some voicemails with some feedback of how y'all feel. Um, If you need the link, you know you can hit me up um, on Instagram, DM me, whatever, ask me for the link or whatever. And just support, support, support. If you do want to support uh, monetarily, I think. It's like you can do like a 99 cent a month package, 499 a month, and then 999 a month. So whatever you can do, if you if 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 it's in your heart to give, I am appreciative. That would definitely help me upgrade my equipment and get better and better. So I appreciate it. Um, you guys, have a great weekend. I fuck with y'all. I love y'all, and I rock with y'all for rocking with me, and I rock with y'all for accepting my transparency and Being transparent with yourselves. And I love that. So that's it. That's all I got to say. And I am out, y'all. Bye. Peace.